Hello and welcome to the Sala podcast. In this episode, I met with Jenna Pippett to talk about her arts practice and her new show, From Czechoslovakia with Love. This is the first exhibition at Port Adelaide's new gallery and studio space, Post Office Projects. I want to acknowledge the Ghana people as the traditional custodians of the land that this creative space exists upon and pay my respects to elders past, present and emerging. Jenna Pippett, thank you for finding the time to talk with me today. It's okay, thanks for having me, Steph. Long time fan. Yeah. <laughs> um, I'll get to your recent opening in a minute, but first I just want to find out a bit about what makes you tick as an artist. Um, could you just speak generally for a moment about your arts practice and, and what that is? Yeah, uh, so my arts practice kind of examines my own personal history and uh, specifically uh, personal family history rather, specifically concerned with uh, looking at my maternal side. So my grandparents and mother moved to Australia in the late 60s and kind of interested in looking at uh, the events that uh, led to that or memories surrounding their immigration and relatives that remain and yeah, kind of examining those memories and connecting with, with that culture. And what kind of media do you work in when you're doing that? Uh, so often the outcomes are photographic or video. Sometimes it, it can range from like documenting a performance or perhaps a live performance. Yeah, I guess the media that I work in is dictated by a lot of the evidence or original source material that I find. And yeah, the best way of interpreting that is to kind of honour that medium and um working with that to explore those outcomes but yeah often they involve my own participation and the participation of family members um yeah (laughs) cool so it's really driven by the choice of mediums driven by what you're really inquiring about um maybe we'll jump into talking about your show that's just opened yeah so the show at post office projects um, which is the inaugural exhibition of the space, which I'm um, very honoured to, to have been asked to, um, to open the space. Um, the, yeah, the research um, that kind of inspired this show, which is called From Czechoslovakia with Love, was about 18 months ago, I got my hands on some documentation from the like, Czech secret police. So my grandparents oh my um, and mum fled uh, then Czechoslovakia in the late 60s uh, because of communism and um, the Prague Spring. And at that time, people were being surveilled by the secret police, which could be, you know, your neighbour, anyone who's kind of, you know, reporting on on, on anyone. Um, and it was a, a time of great unrest for my family and they felt they had to leave. And they left under, um, under the guise of going on a, a holiday. So they packed up their things, um, pretending that they were off to Austria for four days. Um, but really they uh, you know, didn't tell anyone that they were leaving and, and left the country. And then um, Australia were accepting 
um, immigrants, migrants, uh, people seeking refuge, and so they hopped on a plane and they kind of made a bit of a split decision. It was Canada or Australia and ended up in Australia, ended up um, in Adelaide, ended up in Ghana country. And, yeah, so the documentation that I found, to loop back, (laughs) um, was the secret police documents, so the surveillance documents on my family. So, yeah, they there's a... Um, I have to search for the name for this because I can't think of it off the top of my head. Um, it's like, I think it's like the, the study of utilitarian regimes. But, but yes, yeah, so the information has been made accessible to, I guess, victims who have been unfairly surveilled uh, by a Czech government agency which was founded in 2007 and their you know, purpose or aim is to... I guess repatriate that information to to people, so you can apply to have a record of these documents sent to you. And I did that, and I got this like ninety-page document that included photos of my grandparents and a lot of their personal details and interviews from family members and employees, employers uh, that yeah spoke about why they left and if they knew why they left and distribution of assets and all that kind of stuff so criminal proceedings Um, my grandma was quite shocked to see that word attached to her name because she's a very proud law-abiding woman and yeah obviously it was a very different time and yeah yeah wow what a um amazing way to research that work yeah, definitely. I'm. I'm always been fascinated with family history and and history in general. My my dad is a history teacher, so maybe it's something that <laughs> I've kind of grown up with. But also, you know, my mum being born in a different country, um, I have certainly feel that yearning to understand uh, a greater picture and you know, kind of situating myself within uh, like a cultural identity and um, yeah, understanding. So yeah. Yeah. And is the work when you when you make work like this, is it motivated more by what you get out of the process of making rather than the outcome? Or where, where does that sort of um, line sit between the experience for you and the experience for the audience? Mm, I think that like as artists, we all should and primarily do make work. You make work for yourself first because... Um, you know, you're the one that, that goes through those processes and has that exploration and uh, research and, and knowledge gain. But, you know, there's certainly an element of considering how other people are going to interact with the work and view the work. But, yeah, I'm, I'm selfish just like all other artists and, <laughs> and you know, I'm fascinated by those processes and learning new things in my making process and... Mm. And having just had a, a little preview of the current show, I think it is a blurred line because your very authentic endeavour to find out more uh, does feel very generous as an opposite word to me as a viewer that I get a peek into your world and your history. So it's it's interesting, isn't it, that oh, thanks, it all yeah. kind of rounds out in that way. Yeah. yeah. Oh, definitely. I think that as humans we're fascinated as to where we've come from and so that perhaps my research might you know make people reflect on their own history and you know we're only I guess we're in a modern world in which you know what we ate last week 
people might post that on social media, <laughs> but, you know, two generations back, you might not know the, the name of your grandparent or, yeah, I think it's an interesting, rich area and, you know, we can all get, like, so much out of researching where we've come from and, and how that informs our identity. Mm, absolutely. And so you've talked about this document as being a bit of a jumping off point for this show. I imagine that's a pretty unique way to find that information and do that research. Have your previous works come from more of an oral retelling and and sort of relying on family and memory to inspire the works or where does that sit? Yeah, definitely. I think, you know, you do get to a point where you are researching family history and you just come up with names and censuses and there's only so much that that was recorded back in the day and so a lot of what I make work in relation to is yeah is anecdotes uh, memories it's also um, kind of bridging a gap so you might have uh, an image and some video documentation that were taken from the same day and so you kind of fill in those gaps and try and position yourself within that context but for this it was quite different because coming across this new information and so much of it was really exciting and I imagine it will be fuel for uh, future works definitely but yeah the work that is exhibited at post office projects doesn't uh, literally kind of translate any of that information found Um, it's more about the the way that the information has been made accessible and given back to given back to people who have have been surveilled uh, I see as like a shift in power and so I've exhibited as eight poster works there's a video work and I guess kind of an installation as well and the poster works all take cues from uh, communist era propaganda so there's lots of flags and uh, strength and power and um, you know I've hung everything a little bit higher than normal to make (laughs) it have like a a big presence in the in the space Um, it's a a gorgeous space as well beautiful high ceiling so I think it really helps and there's a big black curtain as you walk in and um, drama is definitely you know dialed up to 11 (laughs) Um, but yeah, so the the text on the posters is it's all um, Czech, you know, my family's native tongue. Um, however, I've inserted my own image in place of uh, people who originally depicted in the posters, and the text is actually quite intimate and personal uh, phrases, sayings, um, instructions that my grandparents have said to me and my brother growing up. So there's that shift of uh, very public. Um, instruction from uh, you know government and like positions of power and and how to direct the community but yeah the phrases that that I've included are like you know um, like why won't you eat the cake which is (laughs) the image that's been circulated for a lot of the promotion of the show there's one that um, basically just depicts the uh, the only animal words that I know in Czech and it says like animals like cat dog lamb frog um, and so it's more of an interaction on the Czech words that I'm familiar with that I've grown up with that kind of um, run parallel with my English language abilities I, 
I certainly don't speak the language and I would love to be able to speak the language. I've, I've attempted to learn a few times, but I think I need to seek more of a structured <laughs> learning environment. Um, but yeah, they're, they're quite intimate, personal sayings. And, you know, when someone says, oh, do you speak the language? It's like, oh, I, I might know, hello, you know, how are you? And then I know silly little phrases that my brother and I picked up, like, wipe your bum and <laughs> I know how to say toilet and yeah a couple of swear words but they don't feature in the show <laughs> or this podcast <laughs> yeah, yeah exactly don't encourage that <laughs> oh brilliant and we were just chatting downstairs about the video work can you talk a bit more about how that came together yeah, so the video work, it's a, a five-minute piece um, and the the first minute is kind of a close-up of my grandmother, um, her hands in her kitchen making schnitzel, which is a food that kind of brings me a lot of comfort and, and takes me back to growing up. And, you know, st- I still have that um, real sensorial reaction to those smells and tastes and... Um, it's it's slowed down and put to the music of the Czech national anthem, which is quite a punchy little minute. It was originally a longer national anthem, but when the Czech Republic and Slovakia split, they also split the national anthem, which I find to just be like a fantastic story. And, so literal. And, yeah. You get this and we get this. You get the kids on weekends. Um, and, yeah, so it's this beautiful poem that describes the land and like the visual qualities and this also this big sense of pride and yeah I first came across the song my grandma thought it'd be fitting to play at my grandfather's funeral and she was like you know when when it played on the the loop soundtrack she's like oh we should stand up and just kind of realizing that real pride that my grandma has for her country and has for her her current country of residence and yeah since then I couldn't stop thinking about about this song and yeah putting it to very domestic visuals of her taking care and preparing a meal for her family and um, you know the tactile qualities of like chicken breast and hands and flour and egg and then there's a, a nice four minute ASMR sizzle of the schnitzels cooking and you know, definitely don't visit the show on an empty stomach. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I can definitely vouch for that ASMR qualities being real. <laughs> yeah, I think it's a really nice, uh, I don't want to say juxtaposition because that's so cliche, but it's really nice to have that very public, you know, the, the anthem, but then to have that sort of relent and just have those very, those sizzling sounds and you really get drawn into the intimacy of that moment. I never thought I'd describe chicken schnitzels as intimate, but there you go. <laughs> they can be. Yeah, the, the play on public and private, like a very public uh, national anthem, very public messages and uh, very private, intimate messages. And so, yeah. Yeah. No, it is really lovely. And I'm glad that, uh, is it... Bubby. Bubby, yes. yes. Dressed up in a nice frock as well. Yeah, <laughs> she's put on her, her best outfit yeah. just to view her sleeves. Yeah, <laughs> well, I appreciated it. <laughs> and on that note, uh, it looks like you do 
feature your family members quite a lot in your work. It sounds like you're quite comfortable being, you know, quite visible in your explorations of your history and heritage. How do they feel about being involved? Uh, They are willing participants. (laughs) Um, My grandma, you know, comes from a very, very different world um, and... She is more than happy to do, she'll do anything that she can to, to help family members and to assist in my um, interesting projects. <laughs> but yeah, I don't think she quite kind of um, grasps the, the concept, um, but she, yeah, she's more than, more than happy to help out. And I, like she understands that, I think she understands that the, a lot of my practice, it kind of focuses on, on care and understanding, which you know, is something that she can communicate um, by doing this. But she's always like, oh, Jenna, nobody wants to see me. Like, oh. <laughs> like oh. <laughs> maybe they do. Yeah, like, contrary. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, bless. <laughs> um, and I've just realised that I don't know much about how you got to this point and your journey as an artist can you take us back a little bit to how you got to where you are yeah so I uh, graduated art school I went to Adelaide Central School of Art uh, in 2012 um, and completed my honours and yeah absolutely loved the art school environment it's such a nurturing place and you know really helped connect with me with my future peers um but yeah, after that, I, I've been very heavily involved, I guess, in arts community and uh, started up a studio um, with a fellow graduate, Kate Karutz, which we ran for three years um, in the city, which was so wonderful. And then also joined as a co-director at Felt Space, uh, an artist-run initiative. So yeah, since then, I've also, also work at Hugo Michel Gallery and, um, you know, can only advocate for working in the arts um, as a, a wonderful way to be connected with the Adelaide arts community in a variety of different ways, as, as well as obviously being a practising artist. Um, it's a, a thriving community and, you know, supportive if you if you want to throw yourself in there and um, and get involved. So, yeah. so you're everywhere. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Not quite. <laughs> sounds like you've been involved with a lot of artist-run groups I take it that that has been really important to your development of your practice and so forth yeah definitely I think that I can only encourage people you know emerging budding artists to get involved with the community and volunteering for spaces uh, potentially being a a co-director of of an artist-run initiative really gives you additional insight into you know behind the fourth wall and fascinating industry experience you meet so many people and is yeah a great way to connect with the community I know that artists run initiatives are always seeking volunteers um, whether it be to uh, you know sit the space keep it open um, even just being able to spend additional time with an artist's work is invaluable and you know something that I can only yeah urge people to do 
And is uh, post office projects an RE? No, I believe that Eleanor calls it a CRI, like C R I, a curator run initiative. Brilliant. Um, <laughs> trademark, copyright, all that kind of stuff. I, I don't know if that's. <laughs> but uh, so Eleanor um, is the director and uh, she has a board, but she also has a, a team of, of curators who, who help manage and run the space, which is a, a fantastic counterpoint. There's. She's got lots of connections to uh, emerging curators in Adelaide and, you know, a fantastic opportunity for artists who are involved with the studios here or involved in the exhibition program to um, be able to access those minds and, um, you know, make new connections and who knows what the future holds. Mm, I'm really excited to see what's in store. Yes, me too. first solo show I've had in Adelaide in a long time like I've done lots of Aries interstate um, and it's really different exhibiting in your hometown it's a different kind of pressure as well <laughs> <laughs> like mum please come <laughs> wait so first solo here it's my first solo in Adelaide in like a while like I okay yeah, yeah. like I, ha- I had a little solo my first show was at art pod because I won an award from Helpman Grad Show, like City of Adelaide Award. And then I showed it felt, and then I showed in like that ace across space when it was, you know, briefly there for a year. It's, it's my biggest solo, I'd say. Great. Floor plan wise. <laughs> um, and ceiling height wise. <laughs> yeah, totally. <laughs> Square meter inches <laughs> off the charts. <laughs> have a favorite memory of audience interaction with your work or like a bit of feedback oh it's it's always like I think every artist feels nervous putting their work out to audiences um, which is maybe a good thing because it shows that you've really considered um, considered the ideas and you hope that people respond to it Um, but I get all kinds of different reactions to my work I think often my work sits within a um, like nostalgia uh, relate to your own experiences and so I have had people like get quite emotional as a response to my work because it makes them reflect on you know their own relationship particularly maternal relationships because that's a lot of what I look at Um, but my work also um, well I hope uh, has a bit of humor in it and I want people to um, to be able to access it through that you know through a, a humorous connection and yeah I'm, I'm that open to all reactions and uh, you know not all the work that I make is supposed to be funny but I think that humor is a really good entryway into understanding and to you know letting you letting your guard down and yeah being able to connect with something on maybe a more personal level and yeah I'm open to all reactions as long as someone doesn't take offense to <laughs> That's to what I make. But. <laughs> How could anyone take offence when you're you're feeding people at your shows as well? <laughs> <laughs> yes, I have um, made works in which I have uh, had performative elements, and um, it was a couple of years ago now at the at Holy Rollers Studio um, for Sala. Oh wow, great! Really like cross promo. <laughs> um, and yeah, I made this. Uh, work which is called Baranic which is lamb and it's a little lamb cake 
which I found this um, mould, uh, cake tin mould of uh, a lamb at my grandmother's house and ha- realised that we used to have this little lamb cake at Easter time and that my grandpa used to bake the lamb cake and at the time he had been living in a, a nursing home, um, needed some more assistance. And, yeah, so the video piece which I made for the show, which I had uh, baked the lamb and then taken it to the nursing home and, and shared the lamb cake with my grandparents. And, yeah, it was a, a, a very genuine way to kind of connect with, with him and the, uh, his, his dementia and, like, taste and smell of really strong memories. And, uh, you know, sometimes he would, wouldn't quite... Um, be able to realise if it was me or my mother or, you know, those those blurred mm. memories. But in the performance piece, I made a number of different lambs, lamb cakes, which I shared with the arts community. And um, food is certainly a way in which many cultures are able to express uh, love and care and a genuine connection to people. And, yeah, it was nice to... Made a lot of cakes. <laughs> had just a pretty weird looking freezer in the lead up to that performance, um, <laughs> but yeah, it was a, a really great exhibition and a fantastic performance night. It's yeah something that should happen more. Um, great to see those kinds of practices, uh, performative practices, come together and uh, activate a space. So yeah. Mm. On that note, I uh, want to get back downstairs and have another look at the show and I encourage everyone to come and have a look. What are the uh, opening hours? And... No. Uh, it's... <laughs> Put you on the spot. Yeah, I think um, opening days are Wednesday to Saturday. Um, certainly check the Post Office Projects website for times um, and I know there's a couple of public holidays coming up as well. Uh, so, yeah, mm. Easter. Yes, that old chestnut. <laughs> yeah, get yourself some lamb cake. <laughs> Brilliant. All right. Well, I hope everyone gets a chance to come and see. Thank you, Jenna. And uh, yes, see you around the place. Thanks so much for having me, Steph. (laughs) 